Welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown, the podcast where we watch scary movies so you don't have to. From award-winning to completely unknown, we take them all way too seriously. I'm your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your host, Solange Hommel. Now warning, we use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first. Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously as we take these movies seriously. This week, we took the most surreal visit to the beach I have ever been on. But it wasn't real, though. It was just a movie. It was just a movie. It was The Beach House from 2019. It sure was. But it's just a movie. We didn't really go to a beach house. I'm really glad that we didn't really experience the things that happened in this movie because, whoa. Yeah, I would really not be happy if we went to a beach house and it turned out some friends of my parents were there. (laughs) That was the most horrific part of it, right? Um, Oh, no. I'm here to have a weekend away with my significant other and these family friends are here. That was the second most horrific part but Mm, what was the most horrific part well this movie features a type of horror that i don't even know if we've encountered it this year it's very rare because they know how upsetting it is and they're not even willing to go there you know to get the scare but it includes oyster horror which is where the characters eat oysters and oh it's the worst so which for you was more horrific when he slurped the oyster. Ugh. I know you don't even like me saying it. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> Cuz I was trying to get that <laughs> reaction from you. <laughs> or when she had to use a pair of tongs and a steak knife to pull a like 12-inch worm out of her foot. I mean, the worm took longer. It did. But it looked like it was a gummy worm. <laughs> you know what? I was more Okay. I can't say this because I didn't actually watch any of the worm stuff. I was way uncomfortable watching her pull something out of her foot. Mm -hmm. But I had more of a physical reaction to the fact that she poured white vinegar all over an open wound, like a huge, like half dollar sized open wound on the bottom of her foot. I mean, that is the proper treatment. I mean... For gummy worms. That's how you get a gummy worm out? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really, like, my whole... My stomach and every part of my body, like, flinched when she poured that vinegar (laughs) on that open Yeah, I was much more upset during the actual removal process, but I was looking. Yeah, I was not looking. Yeah. I I did not. I flicked my eye toward the screen a couple of times and was like, yep, nope, don't need to see that. So, with that said... That was like 40 minutes into the movie. Before that, this was a movie about this couple going to a beach house, running into friends of one of their parents, and, you know, like, awkward And trying to figure out if these friends of their parents were confused boomers <laughs> or confused aliens. I mean, I don't know if they were trying to figure that out. I don't know if they even had that thought. Maybe not. That's what you were trying to figure out. I was definitely, like, through the entire movie, I was waiting to find out that those folks were not actually being run (laughs) by their human brains. Yeah. Because 
Their human brains did not seem to understand how the world worked in any way. And I feel like what we learned through the movie is that it's just that they were boomers. They were just confused boomers. <laughs> I mean, later they definitely got messed up. Well, yeah, yeah. That was different, though. Like, they, they definitely did get, uh, you know, possessed by mm. the sea creature or whatever it was. <laughs> the fog, the giant pod things that showed up on the beach, the glowy lights. I There were, like, seven different things going on. There were a lot, yeah. They definitely did get possessed. But there was no excuse for some of the just... <laughs> randomness of their behavior. Yeah. Lest anyone think I am picking on older generations, Mm -hmm. I also found the young people (laughs) to be super annoying. You know, everybody should just be Gen X. Then we wouldn't have problems. Except maybe the end of our species, because we wouldn't interact with anyone. Well, I was thinking we wouldn't (laughs) be continuing on. We'd all be the same age and we'd all die off. But yeah, I guess... Yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah. I mean, it could be that there are generations, but they just all behave like Gen X, like they should. Like they should, yeah. As <laughs> if. As if. Gag me with a spoon. <laughs> um, no, I also found the young people who were probably, I don't know, I don't know what those young generations are. They're all the same to me. 30 to like 16 is all kind of the same. <laughs> kidding. Um, are you? Yes, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, they were they were super annoying. They were the least capable human beings I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because it turned out that they weren't even capable of walking. <laughs> <They were> like, <laughs> there was this movie featured so much crawling on the ground. Not even crawling, like like rolling around yeah, on the rolling. ground and there then was like rolling and crawling with your arms yeah. because somehow. Like, okay, here's the thing. I don't think their legs actually stopped working. We don't know. Because they worked fine when they needed them to work. Yeah. But then there were times where they were sort of in danger if they didn't work, and then they were, like, paralyzed from the waist down. Yeah. I, it was so bizarre. But what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of them being the least competent humans I've ever met is that, like, bad stuff is happening. Like, not just, I have to hang out all weekend with my parents' friends, bad stuff, but like... But that's the worst of it. There's weird, glowy things covering all of the outdoors. Yeah. That that immediately went away. Like, that was like one evening, and then that was it. Yeah, I thought that was weird that they didn't wake up in the morning and find all that stuff on right? the trees. Right? It just went away. No, it, there's a weird fog all over the place. There's dust particles floating through the air. I feel like that's the same. Uh, it was two very different things, though. Like, one was a fog machine, and one was <laughs> dust. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was the, the soft water, which mm. really was like the water containing a lot of... Cornstarch. <laughs> yeah, it was very gooey. Yeah. Pouring out of the faucets. Like, there was all kinds of stuff happening. The couple that they were hanging out with, the older couple had gotten super messed up on the edibles that they brought because... Don't give that to old people. Right? Like, don't share your edibles with boomers, apparently. (laughs) No, they had gotten super messed up. Things were weird. Mitch had just walked out into the middle of the ocean. Yeah. This may have been before or after that. I don't know. But this young couple, all of these bad things are happening, 
and they walk down to the beach sort of with the idea that they're looking for something or they're trying to solve this problem. And then they get tired and they sit down and then they yeah. take their clothes off and they sunbathe. Well, they said they were going down there because like they were being very affected by the spores the or whatever. Well, that, <laughs> but also like the spores that were getting into them and stuff. And so they're all like, oh, it's so hot. And, you know, they were uncomfortable and weird. And so because they're so hot, they laid down in the sun on the beach. On the beach, <laughs> in the sun. And just like fell asleep, which yeah. is not the best way to get cool. No, it, it really isn't. And having stood out in the sun for like 20 minutes today, mm. I can tell you it's very hot and very uncomfortable and you get sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like there were so many times, though, where they just stopped. They kind of started solving problems like at one point, she's like, you know what? I'm going to get the scuba gear. We can breathe the oxygen in the scuba tanks. Yeah. I'm like, that's a fantastic idea. Way to go. Yeah. Emily, gold star. <laughs> and then she sort of gets distracted halfway through that. Well, yeah, by a melted person eating someone. I mean, she was sort of distracted before that, too. Like, she Probably. just was kind of... I thought around. you were going to... And then in the car, yeah, she's trying to escape. Everyone else is dead. She's trying to escape. She knows she shouldn't be breathing the oxygen. She's got an oxygen tank, and she's not even using it. Well, she uses it for like the whole drive, and then she's like, oh, this is just a pain, and she just throws it aside and continues driving. I have to assume that it ran out of oxygen. Oh, maybe that's... I hadn't even considered that for but a that, second. Right, that was not clear. It just literally looked like she was just like, ugh, I can't It was I like a commentary on COVID where they're just like, <laughs> no, even though I know there's deadly spores in the air everywhere, I'm taking this thing off because it's uncomfortable. Yes, yes. And I'm sure it was it was the alien whatever the it was an alien it was like from under the ocean or maybe it was alien I don't know I, the implication is under the ocean because the very first shot of the movie is stuff bubbling up from the ocean but see with that you never know if they're saying ooh there's things from this planet that live uh -huh. under the ocean that are so ooh <laughs> or. Oh, aliens landed on the planet way back when it was still mostly molten rock. I don't know. And now this thing was under the ocean and has just come out. Well. Well. According to astrobiology majors, that's kind of <laughs> one and the same because we're trying to learn where we came from. And astrobiology doesn't mean learning about life on other planets. It means learning about our life and how does this work? Because maybe we did come from other planets. Maybe little spores from other planets landed here and made us. We don't know. So we could, we're researching. You were really paying attention when Emily was giving all that exposition. I guess. She <laughs> was an astrobiology major. She was. She was also an exposition major. Yes, she was. She was a major exposition. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie begins with a real slow burn, as they say, of... Like, nothing's happening. They're just hanging out with these old people, and it's awkward. But then they're like, oh, there's the glowy stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, it's we're in the mist. That was totally mm -hmm. the mist. And I feel like it set up a feeling of tension about that. Like, 
we know something real weird is going on, but they're high and they don't really get it. We especially knew something weird was going on because the visual effects of this movie got super bizarre. Like they did all kinds of things with the lighting yeah. and darkness and glowy things. And 3D. they had some 3D, <laughs> like red line, blue line stuff going on. It wasn't like, supposed to be 3D, but it, that's what it looked like. Things got all hazy. Things would go out of focus. Like weird shots from up above or, you know, all over the place. So, yeah, they were definitely building some kind of tension. It created this mystery of we know something bad is happening. And for a long time in the movie, something bad is definitely happening, but nothing is happening. Yeah. And it was like, what's it going to be? What's what's going to come down the pipe here? Like, this is... It was interesting that mm-hmm. that it was so confused and unclear. It created a lot of questions for the viewer. Yeah. But the tension building is like, you know, you're on the up part of the roller coaster and you're going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And eventually, if you just keep going up, it's... You're, it's not scary anymore because you're like, oh, well, this is just a ride that continues going up forever. Eh. Like, it's the drop of the roller coaster that is what we're all afraid of. Well, yeah. It didn't have a sudden drop. Like, you might expect in a movie like this to be like, you know, oh, whatever, everything's fine. And then they wake up in the morning to find a horde of zombies banging on the wall and it goes all frantic and crazy. Mm-hmm. And it never really did that. It kind of, even when the badness was sort of revealed, it still was kind of slowly building more. Like Mitch shows up. They, they were out there. Look, that's what they were looking for. They were looking for Mitch. Because he had disappeared. Oh, yeah. Then he just popped up right next to her and was like, I think I'm going to go walk into the ocean. He didn't say he was going to do that, but that's what he chose to do. And he just walked out into the ocean until he was gone. And that was the end of Mitch. Yeah, that was that. I mean, that, that was clearly something bad and weird, but we still didn't know what. But again, ineffectiveness... He's walking. It was clearly low tide. I don't know how many of our listeners have gone to the ocean, have been on the beach at low tide versus high tide. High tide, you go out in a lot of places and it just like, boom, drops off, gets deep fast. Low tide, shores that I've been on, you can literally walk for half a mile and still like barely be above your waist. And it was kind of like that. Like he just walked and walked, <laughs> walked and walked and walked until he like almost disappeared on the horizon. Yeah. And she just watched him do that. It was minutes <laughs> of him walking straight into the ocean. And it wasn't until after he disappeared and his head went actually underwater that she decided to call his name. <laughs> I mean, you know, I like that's how I go to the ocean. I'll walk out until it gets deep enough and then go swimming and nobody should be screaming in concern. Okay, but very <laughs> rarely have have you had the experience of like weird blue glowy things covering everything the night before. Mm. Like he was definitely acting weird. She was concerned the whole time. Yeah. But she didn't say anything until he was underwater and couldn't hear her. That's like uh, the bystander effect. Except there was oh, yeah. no one else there to. She help. was she was the bystander. Yeah, it was only a bystander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And at the same time, we had the mystery of what happened to Jane, Mitch's wife, because she disappeared and she had been sick during the night. And then, well, she came down and she was like, 
I don't know, trying to take her medication or something. Yeah, she was like, and then she catatonic. went back upstairs. And at that point, like they don't know where Mitch is. Jane goes back upstairs. They immediately decide to go look outside without looking anywhere in the house first. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they decided he wasn't like upstairs sleeping still yeah. or whatever, but he wasn't. So I don't know. But Jane turned out to be a zombie. And so we're kind of like in a zombie movie now, but still not really a zombie movie. It's very weird. And Mm -hmm. again with the crawling, because Jane was crawling and she was crawling after Randall, who was crawling away Mm -hmm. as Emily came in also crawling because she had gotten the worm in her foot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone was just rolling around on the ground at that point. And then like, like, was it Randall who like did the weird awkward going down the stairs thing. I'm like, even if you can't use your legs or they're not working as well as they should, like that looks more dramatic than it needs to be. Like you are faking right now. And then I was giving him a hard time about (laughs) that. And then Jane came and just rolled down the stairs. I was like, see, that's how you get down the stairs. That was a very fast trip down the (laughs) stairs. Zombies don't care. No, they do not. That was kind of funny. So all put together with the dramatic events that come later, what we have is like a a zombie movie, but not the kind where everybody's in bunkers and got Mm -hmm. the zombies walled off. It's the day one of the zombie invasion story where Mm -hmm. nobody knows what's happening and they encounter the first few zombies and they're like, ah, whatever. So it's kind of that story, but with weird uh, melty ocean-y twist. So the another thing about this movie is that it was essentially just these four people. Like this entire movie or almost this entire movie takes place in their beach house or on the beach right in front of their beach house. They toward the end like they do like run off to the neighbors and so it, yeah. it extends a little bit. But it's one of those movies where the rest of the world is gone and it's very isolated. Yeah. Only there's no reason for it to be isolated. Because It doesn't make any sense that there's fog as far as they can see, and yet there's no one else around who's like, this is weird. Hey, come and knock on your door and being like, hey. Because they all got zombified. Does this seem weird to you? Like, (laughs) what's going on? Like, I find it hard to believe that everyone else has been zombified, and Emily made it all the way to the end while she was panting up all of those spores the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, she was almost immune to the spores. She must have been, because otherwise there's no reason for her to have made it as long as she did. She wasn't doing anything differently. Yeah, it's it's weird. But, so my point is, like, often they'll set that up by saying, like, oh, we're out in the middle of the woods, and look, there's no houses around, and oh no, the cell coverage went out. And, like, they'll, they'll isolate people in a way that makes sense. And in this one, it was just like, we're just pretending the world doesn't exist. Yeah. I think they were going for, you know, this is beach house. This is like, you know, a sleepy little beach community, not the city. So there wouldn't be very many people there. But they did make a point that this was like summer beachy time where people would be there. Because there was no one else on that beach. Yeah. And that annoys me because I don't know... I have literally never been to any beach at any point when people wanted to go to beaches (laughs) where there weren't way too many people around. Because you know what? 
if you had the brilliant idea to build a beach house on this particular beach because it was good for building beach houses on, so did all the other people. Maybe, though, Doc, Randall's dad, so rich because he's a doc, he has maybe bought his own private stretch of beach. Maybe. Maybe. Um, the other thing is, Emily talks, like she gets into a utility vehicle or something, and she talks to someone on the CB radio. Yeah. Who, like, conveniently is cutting in and out <laughs> so that he can only say, like, a few keywords here and there. Yeah. But, like, he was saying, like, oh, you know, the beach is dangerous and whatever. He was, it was like it was trying to make it sound like this is happening all over the place. Yeah. But given what was happening, like, I don't know, it just didn't, it didn't feel right. Like, it, there was, it was off in a way that didn't click with what felt like reality, which, I mean, obviously, it was a very surreal movie, so I don't it know was. why I was expecting reality, but... It, it just didn't work for me. Not like the sand. Not like the <laughs> sand. Exactly. It felt too convenient that there was no one else around. Yeah, I think it was definitely a choice they made to make it, you know, an isolated story. And mm-hmm. part to give them that feeling of no idea what's going on because they've got no communication from anybody. And it would have been super easy to set that up with... You know, they started the movie with an overhead shot looking down onto the ocean and the sparkly water. Like, just show me that there's only one house on this beach for as far as you can see. Like, that's all I needed. Like, set it up a little bit. Because otherwise, I'm picturing the beaches that I've gone to, which are literally lined with houses as far as you can see. And there's, like, barely enough room to walk between the houses because everyone's... Yeah. Jockeying for space on the ocean. And that's what it looked like this was, was, you know, kind of a beach community where you yes. go back and there's whole neighborhoods. Yeah. But of people who don't live there year round. I guess. <laughs> but you would, would think be they there would be there in the point. summer. Yeah. But it was too hot. I guess. Also, there was an alien invasion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just these four people were the only people who weren't paying attention. <laughs> They because they were the news. because they were boomers and Gen Z or whoever whatever generation they were and they were like completely oblivious to the world around them. Yeah, that makes sense. That alien invasion's been going on for months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you figured it out. So you can if you read my notes, you can see kind of where I lose interest in this movie because I'm like writing down the things that are happening. I'm trying to understand. I have questions. It does give you questions. And then I just start having critiques where I'm like, oh no, I'm so worried. I'm going to go sunbathe or don't bother looking upstairs or let's sit around some more. These are all notes that I made. Then finally I get to so bored, wish they would die already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what happened, though. <laughs> I just, that that tension building that you were talking about, it got to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, I don't care anymore. Like, I had questions, I was curious, and now I don't care. See, I think I am much more into that, and I was sticking with it a lot longer, and I was like, okay, because, you know, there's so much to this and it's Mm -hmm. all going to come together where it lost me 
was actually the very end where we have another one of these classic horror movie endings because Randall gets zombified, which was totally inevitable. He was having all kinds of problems since the beginning. And Emily's all alone. She tries to make her escape. And then, spoilers, this is how the movie ends. She's making her escape, driving away in this truck with her scuba tank. And it's hard to see because of the fog. But for some reason, she's going fast anyway. Yeah. And she crashes into a tree. And then she gets out of the truck and crawls along in the water. But there was a puddle of water that she crawled through. A really deep puddle. Like, it was was like three feet deep. Yeah. And she just lays down and becomes dead. And, like, she, she like, dissolves into the puddle. (laughs) I guess. I didn't see the dissolving happening, but I believe Well, because she was just, like, sitting there. It was, like, like, she was like a frog in the water where you could, like, just see part of her head sticking out. (laughs) And then it, like, starts bubbling and it starts overlaying that with, like, the shot from earlier in the movie where they went zoomed in really close to her champagne or her wine or whatever. It must have been champagne because it had bubbles in it. And then it was, like... It was that was my final note. Super weird fades from close up to close up. Like it's yeah. close up to her kind of dissolving into the puddle and like uh, sand the, on the beach with the bubbles in yes, it. Yes, and then the champagne bubbles and then back to the initial sparkly water looking all beautiful. Yeah. And it's one of those movies where I was thinking this about this last night. Mm-hmm. This is my theory on this. In music, music theory, there are certain notes that are meant to come after other notes. Like if you play the fifth note of a chord, you're supposed to follow it up with the first or the third. I don't know. Those are probably the wrong ones, but you know, there's specific ones that come after. And it's not because of random rules, it's because that's how our brains work. And we want that sound. We'll innately feel complete if we get the sequence we expect. And you can play with that when you're making music and like put the wrong note in and then resolve it with the right note. Mm. And that's that's a musical thing. And a movie like this is like playing the notes of the song and then stopping before the last note. And your your brain is just like, but that's not all. Yeah. Also, it was sort of like they knew the musical theory, but they were just throwing wrong notes in there just because. They're like, ooh, this will make them uncomfortable. Uh And they would throw it in there, which is fine. But like you said, with the music piece, you can make them uncomfortable if there's a reason for it, if if it... If it culminates into something, this didn't feel like it culminated. Well, that was the the thing, is that how it ended with she made all these escape, this whole journey of escape and trying to get out and learning things and moving on, only to just run into a tree and die. (laughs) Like, why did I watch her life? Why is she the protagonist? Why isn't it some... (laughs) lifeguard somewhere who's got a flare gun and is doing something you know i don't care about emily she's incompetent so it's just like it it just goes through the invasion or whatever the growth of this thing that's going to wipe us all out has begun and that's all you need to know that's the end of the movie Mm -hmm. and it's not like she had to get away it's just that there had to be that progression to it not just Cut it off. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think I generally like horror movies that have that like, oh, yep, bad guys won. Exactly what you thought was going to happen at the beginning just happened. It just took two hours and lots of gore and, and tension to get there. Like, I don't think that is my favorite in general, but this one was worse for sure. And I really thought we were going to kind of build to some something, Mm -hmm. but no, it's just that eventually the fog overtakes us all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's like, there's definitely metaphors to be found, whether they were intentional or not. I suspect there were intentional metaphors. Like this feels like a movie where an artistic mind was, was playing with reality. Right. But also like, I think my brain is so grounded in what I perceive as reality that when it gets too far out there and then doesn't like explain itself in some way, I'm just like, yeah, okay. No, I don't know. I didn't follow you all the way down that beach. <laughs> I'm still over here on my side of the beach looking to your side of the beach going, what are you doing over there? Yeah. For about the last quarter of the movie, until Emily dissolved into the puddle, <laughs> I had developed a theory that it wasn't the blue glowy stuff. It wasn't the fog. It wasn't the dust floating around. Like it wasn't the, no, it maybe was the soft water because Emily lasted so long past what everyone else did. I was like, it's the oysters. So was the oysters. Especially since Randall had like the stomach problems. Like Uh he jumped up from his sunbathing experiences like I'm going to go inside and use the bathroom. Like (laughs) that was that. And he was never the same after that. Like I felt like the three of them ate the oysters and that's how they got contaminated. And all the rest of it was just stuff that was happening. I think they did get contaminated that way, but then breathing the spores is also bad. I think it was just like concentrated in the water or something, you know, I like guess. It, it was all there. I mean, when you think about it, eating oysters, like an oyster's whole job is to filter Ugh. garbage out of the water. And, and it's then gross and slimy. It. Don't eat it. <laughs> like this, this creature has done nothing but filter toxins out of the ocean. Yeah. Yum. Yum. <laughs> and it looks like snot. And it looks like snot. So Randall tells a story at the dinner table that his parents' friends think is so hilarious. Like they bring it up and then Randall has to tell the story about the time when he was little and he ate all the oysters and blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh yeah, I threw up so bad. And it totally triggered a memory from my childhood. Yeah. That was kind of the opposite. Like the adults in his story were all like, ha ha, look at him. He's just eating all these oysters. And he's like three. This is so funny that he you know even likes these when i was a kid we would go out to the new jersey shore all the time many 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 people in my family like to eat raw oysters on the half shell yeah and we were at like the amusement park that we would go to and we were having dinner and of course all the adults bought a bunch of oysters and they were like, you should try it. You should try it. You should try it. And I was like, no, no, no I don't want to. I never. don't want to. 
And finally, like there was so much pressure on me to try it. Just try it. It's good. You'll like it. Why would anyone think that? Because they all like them. <laughs> no, they don't. That's all fake. So it's I tried Hollywood one. Magic. And immediately threw up because it was like eating a spoonful of snot. It was disgusting. <laughs> I hate it so much. I was like, I. it was, honestly, it's one of the more, like, triggering memories that I have. Because it was basically, I was bullied by all of these adults into doing something that I knew I didn't want to do. Yeah. And then experiencing exactly what I expected to happen. <laughs> Which I'm sure, like, it didn't help any that I didn't want to do it and had all these, like, mental yeah. ideas about how awful it was going to be. That's but just so... leave me alone. Like, I don't need to eat the thing that you like. You eat the thing that you like. And I'll eat the thing that I like. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So it, that is that is one of my memories from early childhood. Like, I think I was, like, maybe five, six, maybe. I might have even been younger. I don't remember. It's too horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. Ratings. I think I enjoyed this more than you did. Mm-hmm. But talking to you about it has, has helped dial that back some. <laughs> Always glad to pee on your parade. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I did. I, I was really taken aback by the ending. I mean... I know horror movies and they can end like that, but it's just, you've got to be smart about it. Like the way you write it has to have mm -hmm. something to it. And this, I don't even really feel like there was a climactic moment to this. Like this wasn't battling with Jason and getting killed in the end. It was just a continuing series of steps towards escaping and then just randomly running into a tree. Yeah. Like that's, I think if you could sum up the finale of your movie as randomly running into a tree, it's not a well-crafted story. But I was interested in the weirdness of the whole invasion or whatever it is. Even though we didn't really learn what was going on, we got the the gist. It was like it was breaking down complex life into bacteria again or something like that. So we were just kind of melting and losing cohesion which i think was what all the crawling was about was like they didn't know how to operate their body anymore and they were just sort of jerking along yeah but for a movie that does that well should see splinter instead that is horrifying <laughs> but it's a real letdown that we don't you know go somewhere with this interesting premise and mystery to it like i was enjoying the slow burn of it coming together with all the different pieces of information, but they didn't actually mm -hmm. come together in the end. I would award this movie a low three keys in a shoe because I, it was well done, except that it wasn't. Yeah. That's, that's the only problem I had with yeah. it. Yeah. That seems fair. So we just watched the second Shazam movie? Yes, is it the third did. one? Is it's it a, the, second the second Shazam movie Although today? it's kind of the third because Black Adam is almost a Shazam movie, but I saw that and I don't think you did. No, I think I did. Because wasn't that The, the Rock. Rock? Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. We watched <laughs> a Shazam movie today. 
And while we were watching it, and I was like, Where are all the footworms? I was like, I like Zachary Levi. I think this is a cute kind of superhero story. Like, there are some interesting pieces. You're reviewing the wrong movie. I'm getting there. (laughs) We watched this, but as I was sitting there thinking, I don't hate this movie, but it is so far removed from how I feel when I'm watching, like, any of the MCU Uh movies. It's not a bad movie. I could not pinpoint what is it that I don't like about it. It's just every little thing was just a little bit less. Yeah. And when all those little bit lesses come together, it's like this movie is not as good. I don't know why. It just isn't. And probably some of that is what appeals to me and what I have you know, everything that has gone into my life has made certain things more interesting to me and certain other things less interesting. So I say all of that because that's how this movie felt to me. Like, I, as when I think about it, I can't really pinpoint, aside from the fact that they, they miss the mark with the, with the burn. Like, like the arc just is, is wrong. Yeah. I thought they did a good job with their acting. I thought, like, all the surreal visual things were interesting. It should have been a compelling story in terms of, like, where is all this coming from? And, you know, ooh, Mother Nature, we don't understand it. Like, there are so many pieces of it that should have worked for me, and they just didn't. And I think that's, like like you said, in a much shorter, easier-to-hear way... It worked except when it didn't. Like, it was yeah. good except where it wasn't. Like, and I, yeah, that's how I feel about this movie. That That's how I feel about this movie when I think about it away from my own personal opinions. Like, there are things about it that I don't enjoy. I could not watch most of this movie. Mm. Like, all of the visual stuff was too overwhelming. It was too overstimulating for me. Like, I had to look away so many times. Huh. I think I probably only like was looking at the screen half the time, which might be why I wasn't intrigued by the story because I'm sure I was missing things or like the, the fact that it ends with on the depressing, like, yep, we're all going to die. note, not my favorite, but I think for what it is, it probably is better than what I think it is, but I still think it kind of missed the mark. I don't know. What I was thinking as you were doing your review was that any character that Zach Woods has played would have enjoyed this movie. Would have written this movie? Would have written this movie. This this is his kind of movie. Like, it has all the weird, surreal, icky, super make you uncomfortable everything in it without really worrying about whether there's a plot to it or that whether the story makes sense like the yeah. story was so secondary to the ooh look close up of oysters yeah ew. ooh look she's pouring vinegar in an open wound <laughs> i don't know i don't know and that just doesn't appeal to me so i am going to give this two keys in a shoe with the with the asterisk note of like this was not the movie for me and other people I'm sure there are other people out there who would like it more. I mean, we looked at the the scores, and apparently the critics like yeah. loved this movie. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% of critics liked it, 
30% of audience members liked it. Yeah, see, so it was it was the kind of movie that was aimed at, like, ooh, make it seem like there's something important happening here. But that always makes me angry because it's so rare that I end up watching a movie like that and feel like, oh, there was something important happening there. The Menu mm-hmm. is a movie like that where I'm like, oh, there was so much. <laughs> this movie was so deep. The Beach House does not feel deep to me. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was disappointing. Um, I really, at the beginning, when they first realized that there was that there, the older couple was in the house, and they were like, oh, no, there's someone here, I legitimately immediately jumped to, she doesn't know where she is. Like, Emily doesn't know where she is. Randall just brought her here. This isn't yeah. even his house. He just, like, broke into somebody's house. He brought her here for nefarious purposes, and now he's going to kill all three of them. Like, that was where I went. I was excited for that movie, but that was not the movie I got. No, that wasn't it. No. It was different. A lot more tentacles. (laughs) All right. So um, hopefully next week we will find something that gets a little closer to the mark of what we are looking for. Sure. I'm happy to watch them all. I know. So see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I'm totally ready. I'm very professional. Uh huh. You gonna get the root beer burps? I'm not gonna get any burps. Okay. Professionals don't burp. Okay. No root beer burps, no combo burps. No burps. Okay.